In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, the gospel this day has us considering God's good gift of both our ears and our mouths. With our ears, we're able to hear the voice of family and friends. With our ears, we're able to hear the voice of our co-workers and classmates and those around us. With our ears, we're able to hear music and nature. And what we hear with our ears, our brain processes all of these things, enabling us to speak words with our mouth. We're able to express our thoughts and our feelings so that we may be able to communicate with those around us. And so it is that we have an incredible gift from God with our ears and our mouths. Our ears are open to hear and our mouths are loose to speak. Yet imagine for a second that this wasn't the case. Imagine for a second that your ears weren't open, but they were closed. Imagine your mouth or your tongue wasn't loose, but tied. You were unable to speak. Now, maybe this isn't too hard for some of you to imagine, as hearing is becoming more and more difficult. Or maybe you even know of somebody who's lost the ability to hear or speak. Ultimately, this is the effect of sin on our bodies. And without the ability to hear and to speak, you would essentially be cut off from the world. Well, the gospel for this day places before us such an individual. The holy evangelist St. Mark writes that this man was both deaf and had a speech impediment. How difficult it must have been for this man to wake up and look around and hear nothing. How difficult it must have been for this man to walk around the market and see people moving their mouths and waving their arms and hands and not understand a thing. How difficult it must have been for this man to express a want or a need. Instead of clearly articulated Sentences, all that would come out of his mouth would be grunts and groans. Yet what's worse than this is that this man's ears and mouth would be closed to the word of God. He couldn't hear the word of God, a word that alone creates saving faith. As we heard in the epistle for this day, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And not only would his ears be closed to the word of God, but his mouth would be closed as well, closed to confess the truths that are revealed through the same life-giving words. Now, while this man didn't have the ability to speak and to hear, God be praised, he had friends. He had Friends who could hear. He had friends who could speak. And these friends must have heard of Jesus, who had been in this Gentile region previously and had healed a demon-possessed man. 
And desiring their friend to be healed, they brought to Jesus a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. And yet Jesus did more than just lay his hand on them. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, Jesus put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Aphephatha, that is, be open. Now much of what Jesus does has been described as sign language. And while there's been much discussion made on each of these signs and what they mean, Jesus sighing, or better yet, his groaning, is pretty clear. Jesus groaning, or groaning in general, is usually a reaction to sin. When God created the heavens and the earth, he said that it was very good. And yet, through one man's disobedience, sin and death entered into the world. And as a result, all of creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. As St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans. And not only creation, but we ourselves groan inwardly because of the curse of sin upon us. And the longing for an end to it. And yet when Jesus groaned, he wasn't groaned over any sin in and of himself. I can see by the Holy Spirit, Jesus was preserved from the sin one inherits from their father. And yet Jesus groaned. He groans over sin and its effects that have come upon this man. He groans over its effects that have come upon the earth and all humanity. And yet Jesus isn't helpless to do anything about it. As the Son of God, the promised Messiah, Jesus comes to confront sin and its effects, including the wages of death. He bears in his flesh your sin. And not just your sin, but all the illnesses and diseases and the death that flows from it. He bears in his flesh your sin and carries it to the cross. And there he offers up his perfect life unto death on your behalf. And in his cry, it is finished, Jesus proclaimed that this ultimate rescue from every evil of body and soul has been completed, has been finished. Turning our attention back to the gospel, St. Mark writes, And the man's ears were open, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. In healing the deaf mute, Jesus reveals that he is the promised Messiah. He is the one who would go from here and redeem man from his sin through his crucifixion and death. And yet, did you notice how Jesus heals the man? Well, it wasn't by touching. It wasn't by spitting. It wasn't by sighing and looking up to heaven. It was by speaking. And Jesus said to him, Aphephatha, that is, be opened. 
As the grave couldn't hold Jesus, Jesus lives today to speak this same life-giving word to you whose ears and mouth were once shut because of sin. Consider what took place in the waters of holy baptism. Baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus spoke his Ephephatha upon you, bringing you out of spiritual deafness to faith in Christ. Through water and the Word, Jesus has opened your ears to trust in his life-giving Word, his Word that speaks of forgiveness and life and salvation through his blood. And a word that loosens your tongue to declare all of his praises. <clears throat> and yet, Satan stands close by to put a different word into your ear. He stands close by to put lying words into your ear that would cause you to doubt God's word of forgiveness and life and salvation for Christ's sake. He speaks lying words so that you in return speak lying words yourself. And so it is that you should pay close attention to what you're listening to. To what's going into your ears. Are you putting the word of God into your ears? Or is it the lies of the devil in the world? For what you listen to will, in fact, affect what you say. What you say about God, what you say about your neighbor. It's no wonder why St. James writes that from the same mouth comes both blessing and curses. At the same time, our mouths can bless our Lord and Father, and at other times, it can be used to gossip to verbally attack others, to shade the truth, to refuse to pray. So let us repent for the times that we've despised God's word, for the times that our tongues have failed to call upon God, or defend our neighbor, or speak well of him, or explain everything in the kindest ways. Let us repent and delight in hearing the word of God in the divine service and throughout our Bible studies that we have in church and even in our homes. For through the word of God, the tongue of the living Christ speaks. I have redeemed you, a lost and condemned sinner, not with gold or silver, but with my holy and precious blood and with my innocent suffering and death, so that you may be my own. And having your ears opened through the word of God, Jesus doesn't give you the same charge to remain silent, to tell no one as he did the men in our text. No. Instead, Jesus has you to open your mouth to speak rightly, truly, correctly. He opens your ears to rightly speak your amen to his word of absolution like you did this morning. To speak your amen to the heavenly food of his body and blood that he feeds you with this day. 
Having opened your ears, you rightly confess him in your home, in your office, in your classroom, and throughout the community. Having opened your ears, you rightly confess to all people the hope of eternal life that Christ has given to you so that their ears may be open and that their tongue may be loosed to rightly confess the same truth that you have. And so, as we often pray, let us hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Holy Scriptures. For in it, we hear Jesus, who is our joy, who is our comfort, who is our peace, and who is our life. O God, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.